Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. I'm joined by my millennial co-host. <laughs> oh, 29. <laughs> 29. Oh, man. Do you, ever, do you ever roll your eyes sometimes when I talk about my little witty stories from the past? You know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more connected to them than you think, man. I got an old soul. I know you, you do have an old soul. I like that. Actually. I do. Old soul over here. People, people think I'm like, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you, if you're listening to this and you, and you're just now finding out that I'm 29. Normally I don't share my age with anyone. I kind of let them, you know, sit in mystery, like for their entire lives and try to figure out my age. <laughs> um, I don't often reveal that because um, most people think I'm in my 30s, well in my 30s. I got three kids. Yeah. I've married for over you know, 10 years now. Well, again, your thought processes are, you know, I'm not sucking up to you because I'm way older than you. <laughs> but you, you, have a, you have a wise way about you. You don't act 29. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to me. I'm labeling. Hey, yeah. Today's episode is about labeling. So off air, Jamal and I were talking about the OK Boomer movement. Uh, For those of you that don't know, uh, there's been kind of a Twitter slash Reddit slash online little battle uh, between millennials and baby boomers. And uh, I'm talking now, it's grown to t-shirts, it's hashtags. And there's this kind of this condescension of um, what, is, what is possibly perceived as baby boomers giving the get off my lawn advice mm-hmm. of like, hey, you have tattoos, you must not want a job. Right. Or, you know, oh, you millennials are so lazy and entitled. Okay, I get it. There is some of those things out there. Right. However... To some degree of irony, this is where I want you to weigh in, Jamal. Yeah. The condescending okay boomer and some of the snarkiness that is starting to, to emerge, is it is it ironic or hypocritical that if we don't want labels and you can't cast these aspersions that all people like all millennials are entitled and lazy? Is it ironic or, or hypocritical that all baby boomers are out of touch and not woke? Oh, man. To, well, you know, it, it, it sounds like, I think, the fundamental problem of this. Everyone wants their views to be accepted, but it almost seems like no one wants to accept another's view on anything. Mm. So if I like fried chicken, I want you to like fried chicken. By the way, if you go to Popeye's and you can't fight, you don't have hands, you might not want to go through the drive-thru. Just saying. But more on that later. I want some clarification, but go ahead. <laughs> so just make sure you remember. But but everybody wants their views to be accepted, but you don't really want to accept anyone's views. Like that's, that's the way Mm. I see it. But Mm. but let me, let me just kind of lead into this whole discussion from, from this point of reference. I'm a, I'm a say a quote and for my scholars out there, you, you're going to know it right away, but I'm going to wait until the end. If Don doesn't know who wrote this, right? So I'm gonna read this. You probably do. 
It says this, the children now love luxury. They have bad manners, contempt for authority. They show disrespect for elders and love chatter in place of exercise. Children now, children are now tyrants, not the servants of their households. They no longer rise when elders enter the room. They contradict their parents, chatter before company, gobble up dainties at the table, cross their legs, and tyrannize their teachers. Mm. So somebody wrote that. I'll, I'll kind of save it. Where'd to you the, find that? I'll save it to the end. Okay. I'll be reading. No, I'll save it to the end um, to reveal the author. But somebody wrote that. Um, and it kind of sounds like it came from a baby boom. It does. It, it yeah. Well, and and the and the resentment and look, I understand. Like <clears throat> Saturday Night Live has also been really, um, really stirring this up as well. They had like a a, a Jeopardy edition mm-hmm. where millennials had to answer questions but they had to answer them without getting completely ticked off at their parents that were baby boomers or somebody yeah. else. And, yeah. and basically the way they cast it as is that baby boomers aren't going to let go of their jobs and mm-hmm. they had it easy because they graduated from college and you immediately got a job. Mm-hmm. And so the feeling was, was like, just quit your job and mm-hmm. let us have it. And I get it, like, cause like, you know, they were kind of, and I know it's a comedy, but they're like, well, I have, I, I want that other vacation home and I can barely afford my vacation home. And the millennial was like, I've got $85,000 in college debt and I live with my parents in the basement. So I get it, man. Like you, you baby know, boomers were born at the right time. And yeah. So like, I so get it. What was the generation before baby boomers? The greatest generation. That was the world, well, that was a Tom Brokaw term, the World War II generation. Okay, the World War II generation. All right, so so let's let's throw in. Which, the, by the way, if you, like, if I ever come across the person that disparage, like, <laughs> I think Tom Brokaw had it right. If you look at what we went through in World War II and the sacrifices that everybody made for the country, man, yeah, anyway. So I don't, I used to have a problem with them called the greatest generation. And then I watched that Ken Burns special. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, tag on it. He was right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. So as, as technology advances, right. It puts things at our fingertips that were not there before. Right. You know, in the sixties, you know, you probably had the color TV. It was, it was popping. You know, your, your telephones, like communication became, started to become, I mean, we, we put a man on the moon, right? So our technology was developing. As technology develops, right, so does, so does the speed of things, right? Because now we can have a conversation. Like, I, if I wanted to right now, I could press a button on this computer and I could see your face, right? Like, I don't have to, I don't have to wait to see you. You're in Indiana. Right. I'm all the way in, in Tampa, Florida. And we're talking like I like it feels like you're in the room, right? You don't feel thousands of miles away. You feel right there. So I say all that to say, right? It 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 shapes the mindset on what should be. So you have this generation of kids, right, who don't have to go play outside. 
right? They can get, they, they interact with their friends through, you know, through media. Now I have friends in New York and now I have friends in New Zealand or wherever. Like, like my mind is, my mind is shaping. So now my expectation for things, I'm going to expect things to come a lot, to come a lot sooner. I don't have to go to school anymore. And, you know, this is, this is one of our things. You don't have to go to school anymore to be a news broadcaster. If you have a camera and you speak well enough, you can articulate the news yeah. through, through your own outlet and you can blow up, you know, yep. like I'm, I'm about to tell y'all the Popeye's chicken story here at the end and you're waiting on it because if you don't have hands, don't go to Popeye's, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, like so, so generationally, it's not that I feel entitled. It's just that things should happen a lot sooner because there's more opportunities and I'm frustrated because I feel like I should have more than what I have based on what I'm seeing other people do. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do like that. Um, I, I, I'm going back though to the, is it right though, that now they're taking shots at, at baby boomers and, like, yeah. like, like there's, there's criticism on both ends. Like, you know, I have a lot of empathy for baby, like, I'm sorry for millennials, because that was the first generation that the rug was pulled out underneath them. Hey, just go to college, major in anything. You'll get a good job that ended with them. Like I was the last generation. So I'm a gen X mm-hmm. and you know, when I graduated from college in 1995, there was job offers. Oh, you went to college. Good for you. What was your major? I don't know. Oh, all right. That's fine. <laughs> that ended. That is gone. Yeah. So I understand some of the resentment. However, the reality is the reality. And, and would it be nice if, you know, because there's also been some criticism like you don't even need Social Security. You know, you guys had it easy. But, but people are far back like, wait, I paid into a system that was told that that was my money and I would get it back when I retired. And when I needed it, and why should I just willingly give it up when I worked all my life? And you know, so the 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 anger and vitriol was, well, you had it easier, and they did. But I think it is somewhat hypocritical for the okay boomer, the condescending, all boomers are not woke enough, and they're, you know, they tell me I'm entitled. Well, they're entitled because like blah blah blah. I don't know, man. It just has an ugliness that I don't like. I, I, I so I think the opposite. I think baby boomers are the most woke people. Like on the planet, like, like you can't, like you can't. Cause life experience. Yeah, life experience. I don't care, man. Listen, there ain't there ain't nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Right. Yep. So like, it, it's just gonna revolve, and you know, and for the sake of time, Socrates wrote that quote I read. Yeah. So if Socrates felt that way, in something BC, and we feel that way now. Like this means that like every single generation of of people feel the same way about the next generation. Well, it's a lost generation. They don't know this. They don't have this. But like, I would love to go sit with Socrates and hear his philosophy on life and get it. I mean, like his books are still valid. Like we still read. 
like his philosophy is deeply ingrained in, in what it is that we do. Like there are things that don't change, right? So we can we can get on baby boomers or millennials, but like I don't care if you're a millennial, Generation X, baby boomer, or you're born in the World War II era. I don't I don't know the the proper term, but like you know, nice is free, right? And nice gets you far still, right? I don't care how how great your content is on social media. If you're not traveling the world and actually shaking those people's hands, you ain't nobody gonna follow you. Yeah. On nothing. So like because humans are still the same. I, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Rebellion is a natural part of human development. Yeah. It's a natural phase. Terrible twos, right? <laughs> the terrible fourteen. <laughs> the wild and crazy 21s, right? It's it's a natural part of our development to want to buck the system. And I think the greatest thing that's at work within us is the fact that I don't want to live in my father's shadow. I think that there's also a, a similarity to there's nothing new under the sun kind of thing in the sense that I know that when I was coming up, and I was in my early 20s, we were affectionately, actually unaffectionately called the MTV generation. Mm-hmm. And we too were told that we were entitled. And mm-hmm. we too said that we uh, had a short attention span because of MTV. I like, you know, to, to, quote, to quote an 80s song, every generation blames the one before. Like, this isn't new. The, the people that came out of the depression were like, you don't understand how hard it was and we had it worse and you guys have it so easy and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then that generation, when they got a little older, told the generation after them, well, you don't understand what I, I remember when my grandparents went through blah, blah, blah. So you're right. I just think that it's amplified and it's, it's, it gets a little mean and I don't like it. And, and it, it just reminds me of like, you know, just story toppers. You, you know how you meet some people and, you know, they try to, you tell them a sad story and they'll be like, well, you know, one time I, there was something that happened to me even sad. Or you tell them something that, that good, good, that that's happened to you. And they try to top your story. And I think mm-hmm. the generation is just trying to top the story of the last generation. Like, who are we? What is our identity? Because like I said before, like no generation wants to live in the shadow of their father. Like I like we want to be our own proverbial yeah. men. I, I think, I, yeah, I think where that can <clears throat> converge is, is that you don't lose that feeling of superior, <laughs> superior, like, I remember what my elders were saying when I was 20. And I didn't appreciate it. So therefore, I don't have that same condescending attitude for, you know, the 20 year old right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a struggle. Do I think that they're a little entitled? Some of them. A few. But I, 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 you know, going back to my isn't it funny and ironic or hypocritical, I don't like to label an entire generation any one thing because that's a couple of people. And, uh, but, I, but, you know, I do acknowledge that, you know, baby boomers were at the right time, the right place, and jobs were plentiful and pay was pretty darn good. Although, statistically speaking, things are really good right now. Like right, really good. And now this, and now okay. By the way, this is where I get emails. So here's my kind of retraction for some people, not all. I swear to God, everybody micro 
dissects. Yes, there are. So before you write an email to me, yes, I understand that it's not good for everybody and some people don't have it as good. I get it. I get it. I get it. But by and large, statistically, we are at the one of the best places ever in history. Right. There, there's more there. I think there's the most opportunity. Yeah. Like it's up to yeah. you to do with the opportunity. And everybody has the opportunity and everybody's going to have a crucial conversation at some point. Right. Um, it's just what you, it's what you make of it. And yes, yeah. there, there are some special circumstances, but that's not the norm. The norm is there's a lot of opportunity. So we're speaking yep. specifically to the norm data. Yeah. Not the outliers. Yeah. Well, and, and also, um, just seeing uh like this time in history we're at like i i also i like to acknowledge like everybody wants to tear everything down how terrible it is i think a little bit of of respect from where we came like i i'm not gonna throw stones like the the girl who talked about climate change how dare you and she was you know upset about global warming i get it but she was like you and your machines that contribute to pollution. Okay, the machines have cut into world like hunger. Like the we feed the world now because of those machines. The machine, right. like, can we do better? Absolutely. But every now and then a little bit of like, hey, us cutting down on pollution, yes, we should. But us thinking that every all the technology is bad because of it, like right. I no. Like farming equipment and and high-speed vehicles and things that are are making things deliverable and more easily accessible a little bit of respect for what got us here again though can we do better absolutely should we try to pollute less yes of course but little bit of respect for how we got here right and it goes and it just goes back to like hey here are my views i want you to believe in my views and i want you to disregard y'all so my perspective is probably the greatest. And, and you're always going to have that, no matter if you're talking about machines and CO2 or, you know, who I, who I say I am in this generation. Like, we all have views and we want our views to be the most valid, whether it be I'm a baby boomer or I'm a Gen Xer or I'm a millennial. I think that, you know, because, because how free-flowing the world is now, like the, the 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 way it was when you were a kid, Don, it sh- it can't be like that. And I want you to just disregard who you are and accept who I am and be who I am. And that's yeah. never gonna happen. We're always gonna have a clash. Yeah. Speaking of clashes, are we gonna go? Are we gonna go Popeyes now? Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna censor myself a lot because I'm not just talking to my wife. Um, apparently, if you pull up to Popeyes, you, you have to be ready and willing to fight. The chicken sandwich has I'm backed up interstates across America, and if if you're in line and they get your order wrong and you refuse to move so other people can get their chicken sandwich, you have to be prepared to get out of the car and defend your honor. And that's been happening. People have, I think people got, I want to say somebody got stabbed at a Popeye's drive-thru. Um, there was an incident where, you know, several people were fighting and the Popeye's worker proceeded to serve people that was 
um, behind the commotion so people get their food and, and go. It's been a, it's just been all over the country fighting at Popeye's. So one of the job requirements when you work at Popeye's is do you know how to fight? Even the employees That's are fighting. Sad. There were seven employees at a Popeye's in, in Milwaukee just today that were fighting. For what? We don't know. A damn it's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Some yeah. really good marketing is what it was. Some it's, really it's, good marketing. It's okay. We're going to look back on this and go, man, they were smooth. Oh, we ran out of chicken sandwiches. That's a whole lot of out BS. Chicken sandwiches. That's a whole lot of BS. Click were, if you ever read the book Persuasion, click were. That's exactly what just happened. Yep. They, yep. they, 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 hey, they, hey, but when we do start restocking, if you download our app, we'll let you know what a good, good tip of the hat. You're all being played over yeah. a chicken sandwich. No, I full disclosure, I have not eaten one. I don't care. Uh, I looked at the calorie count and I'm like, mm. which by the way, I am now down to the last five weeks and I only have four more pounds to go. So guess who's going to win $700? This guy. Losing weight. Um, but no, I just, I think it's, I don't know. It's comical. We're going to look back on this and go, somebody, somebody got stabbed over a $3 sandwich or whatever the heck it cost. Nothing's that good. Nothing. But heck, I mean, heck we, we, we just got done with Black Friday. So, you know. <laughs> let, 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 me, let me stop you in your tracks there. The chicken sandwich isn't, isn't bad. It just, it ain't, it ain't Chick-fil-A. So they've been, that's been an interesting Twitter <laughs> back and forth. I, so I, <clears throat> yes, I, I like Chick-fil-A. Um, of course, there's, there's some of the people that, yeah, I won't even go down that road. There's some Listen, people who don't like Chick-fil-A if, for if, their if, political if, stances, but if, if no. you Popeyes and get beat up, go to Chick-fil-A, they'll pray for you. <laughs> they'll pray for your hearing. I don't know how to say that. Their pleasure. Their pleasure. <laughs> oh, we're gonna wrap it up there. So A, <clears throat> next time you're about ready to say, okay, boomer, have a little empathy. And if you're a baby boomer looking at you, mom and dad. Although they're not, they're not mean like that, but like, you know, a little bit of empathy on both sides. And you're right. The wisdom that they possess should be honored. And some of their condescending attitudes, I get it. They shouldn't do that, but two wrongs don't make a right. And lastly, do not get stabbed over a $4 chicken sandwich. Oh, it is, as always, been a lot of fun, Mr. Crook. Uh, as we mentioned last episode, if you ever, and I really appreciate it, Jamal. Uh, if you ever, if you guys are struggling in some way and need some, somebody to chat with, or if you need for us to talk to your, well, I, I can do this. You can't, you're during the class today, you're assistant principal. If you ever need us to pop in and have a few words with your students or some motivation things, let me know. I'll happily do that. I can make a way. I got some days. Yeah, you can cut away. Well, yeah, we're talking about ten minute call. You probably could. Yeah, that'd be nice. Jamal will give you some interesting stories. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you for listening. As always, if you recommend us and you are giving us suggestions on who we might have in the show up next, we always appreciate that. And uh, your reviews on iTunes means the world to us. So for Jamal Crook, this is Don Richard reminding you those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.